gorgeous and welcome to the e-commerce uncomplicated podcast the place to be if you want to see your online brand absolutely thrive i'm lisa jones e-com expert multi-million dollar brand founder and mum. i now spend my days helping women all around the world to grow their brands the e-commerce uncomplicated podcast breaks down all the aspects of running a successful business into simple actionable steps delivered in easy to follow bite-sized chunks. If you're thinking of starting your own product brand or you already have a brand that's growing, then you are in the right place, my love. Let's get started. This is e-commerce uncomplicated. Hello, my gorgeous friend. Now, is it just me or is it the time of year where we all start to feel super duper exhausted? If you're nodding your head and know exactly what I'm talking about, then this podcast is for you. You see, I have a theory. I call it the mummy juggle struggle. And for many of us, we are simply going around like a mouse on a wheel every day, trying to be mums, be wives, partners, employees business owners, bosses, sisters, girlfriends, friends, etc. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's the mummy juggle struggle. It's real and it's a problem because it's exhausting and relentless and it will wear you down. It will erode you over time if you don't focus on ways to get out of the juggle. And so today's podcast is a quick reminder. Firstly, if this is you, you're not alone. Literally today, I myself, somebody who fully recognizes the mummy juggle struggle, is smack bang in the middle of it, which is why I've chosen this topic today to do a podcast about. Because for the best of us and those that should know better, we still sometimes find ourselves in the mummy juggle struggle. And I do think that there are periods of our life where we need to be in it because we have to get shit done, all in capitals, full stops in between get shit done. And sometimes there's an element of hustle that comes with that. But the thing that I know to be true, and if you followed my journey at all, I absolutely tell the story of having a nervous breakdown around about eight years ago, where I literally hustled and juggled for so long that I burnt myself out. So I know all too well what the risk in staying in the mummy juggle struggle looks like. And so today's podcast is to give you guys some strategies. Firstly, some clarity around what it looks like what it might be doing in terms of stopping you from achieving success with, and then how to get off it. Some ideas of what you could do to get off it for once and for all. Does that sound like a great plan? Shall we dive in? What I'd love to cover off today in this podcast is a couple of important lessons. The first one is that whilst you're in the mummy juggle struggle, you're actually keeping your business a little paralyzed because when we're jumping around on this mouse wheel every day, What we're often doing is we're actually just keeping our business the same. We're kind of keeping it in a way where we're being able to achieve the things that need to be done every day, but we're not really often working on the business. You know, the old saying, working in it and not on it. And probably we're not spending a lot of quality time with our family. And I'm going to put my hand up in the air and say that this week in the mummy juggle struggle for me, I have noticed that I've disconnected from my daughter a little. Often we have some really great time. We snuggle at night. We look into each other's eyes. We hold hands. We giggle. We sing along to songs. And I know that you'll all agree an 11-year-old and a mum's pretty important time in her life right now to be doing that. 
But I'm madly in the mummy juggle struggle this week because I'm really busy building out a couple of huge events. And so I've noticed that I'm not as connected to my daughter at the moment as I should be. And that kind of irks me a little because, well, if I'm not doing this for her, who am I actually doing this for? Why am I building my business? And I think that getting clarity on that point is a really important reminder. Now, the other thing I want to talk to you about today is how to get some support around you. And that could be in your home, in your life. It could be in your business. And one of the ways we get off the mummy juggle struggle is to get some support. I'm going to share with you some of the things that I do to get support. I'm going to help you see a couple of the bad habits you guys might have and how we can kind of replace that with some better habits. And actually how some of those bad habits might be costing you some income because sometimes the bad habits actually stop us from selling more. And then the mummy guilt, right? I'm going to put my hand up and tell you right now, we all suffer from mummy guilt. When we are working on our brands, we are so often unable to be present in our families, right? We look at our husband and he's like, oh, you're the love of my life. You're the best thing that's happened to me. And in our head, we're thinking, shit, I didn't turn that Facebook campaign off today. Am I right? Like it doesn't make us present. And then later on, we feel guilty. So I think it's really important, my loves, that we have a look a little deeper into some of these points today, especially given that right now it is September and you know what happens in September? Well, we get closely followed by October, November and December and in Australia anyway, and I'm pretty sure this is a global thing, we are absolutely having a mad season of selling. That means we've got Black Friday, Click Frenzy, Halloween. We've got pre-Christmas, Boxing Day. We have got so many things happening. That is the selling season for us. It's the time to make hay while the sun shines. And that's fabulous. But it's also a time of school holidays right now. And again, for eight weeks over Christmas, for me anyway, it's also a time of preparing to have a holiday with our families and having to build and prepare for a beautiful Christmas break. And if you're in America, Thanksgiving. So we've got a lot more pressure on our plate right now. And so today I want to share with you some of my top tips to fix this. So a couple of things I need to tell you about. The first one is clarity. So how often when we build our brands, do we sometimes forget why we're building them? We get a little distracted. We get a little juggle struggly, a little mouse wheelie, and we wake up every day just doing the do. And we may very well have forgotten the reason that we started this business in the first place. So I want for you first and foremost to come back to the reason that you started this brand. Is it to give you financial freedom so you could have left a job? Is it an income so that you can spend more time with your kids? Are you even paying yourself right now? Is it because you have really big plans to build it, scale it and sell it? Like just come back to the first step and remind yourself, what is the purpose for this brand and your relationship with it? Because when you build your business to give you a really good income, It should allow you to spend time with your family and it should also be an asset that you're building one day potentially to sell. Now, this is also a really big lesson I dropped through a lot of my programs is that if you're actually the only person in the brand hustling every day, then actually you've built yourself a job, an employment, right? You employ yourself and you're paid sometimes if you're lucky. However, if you can have a holiday from your brand, if you can spend time with your kids and you're not in the mummy juggle struggle, and the business continues to run itself and maybe even grow while you're not at the helm, then you've actually built yourself a brand that is something that you could one day sell because somebody else would also find that valuable. So just as a simple reminder right now, 
Don't just put yourself in the middle like a cork in a bottle, run the business so that it's a job, not even pay yourself probably the equivalent wage that you could get if you simply worked for someone else, and then assume the business is saleable if you got hit by a bus or wanted to not work anymore. So you must make sure that you're building the business with robust systems in place, with all kinds of operational manuals, team around you as you grow the revenue so that you can have holidays and start by taking little chunks of holidays, even just a long weekend to start with, and then over time build it up so that you can get away for a couple of weeks at a time and the business continues to exist. So I also want to ask you, when was the last time you paid yourself properly? And have you gone into, say, your zero account and printed out a wages summary for the last 12 months to see if you, say, for example, are doing 40 hours a week, every week in your brand, then you really should be making at least 70 grand a year from your brand, right? Let's call it 100 maybe if you're doing well with it. If you're only paying yourself 20 or 30 or 40 grand a year, well, you've got to have a good hard look at what's happening right now, my love, because you'd be better off working for somebody else. And I don't mean that to be cruel. I just mean so many beautiful women build, build, hustle, hustle, build these beautiful brands and never really pay themselves anything. So I would love you to start to consider what does it look like if you paid yourself an hourly rate? Let's go $50 an hour by 40 hours a week, build it out, and then have a look. Does your business have the cash flow to pay that to you? And then the next level to consider in this scenario is what around you could you give to other people to do at a better hourly rate? So I have a bit of a saying in my brand that anything under about a hundred bucks an hour, I don't do it myself, right? I give myself some kind of token hourly rate. Look, I personally can sell my hourly rate quite high, but let's just assume as the business owner that you give yourself a token of say $100 or $150 an hour, right? Would you clean your bathrooms and scrub your floors, which is a $25 or $30 an hour job, when you could be sitting in your office creating a new marketing plan or a, a reel that might put the $100 hat on your head rather than the $30 cleaning hat, right? So I love to wear this hat regularly and literally metaphorically think about putting the hat on my head. I am the CEO and I can't afford to do some of the more basic things in my brand because I need to hire other people on a lower hourly rate so that I can wear my high hourly rate hat all the time. Because as a business owner, the high hourly rate things are business development, hustling, marketing creation, creating reels, creating EDMs, writing stories, blogs. They're all the things that are really hard to outsource to others, yet it's fairly easy and inexpensive to find someone to do your social graphics, to clean your bathroom, to make some food for your family to eat at night. Like there's a million things that you could outsource. And I'm just going to put my hand up and say, I'm a bit of a queen of outsourcing. It's a bit of a joke in my family. Lisa will try and outsource it if she can. And if she can't, she'll try and give it to someone else in the family, right? This is just me and I'm okay with that. I love delegating and outsourcing. I am not a control freak on any level. I gladly step up and ask for help. It is one of the things that has allowed me to build multiple teams multiple times in my brands. Now, I have about 12 staff at the moment in my brand currently. And well, let's just say that I do spend my days doing a lot. I'm pretty juggly at the moment, but I'm not doing customer service and I'm not paying bills. And I'm not doing a whole bunch of things and I'm certainly not cleaning my bathrooms. I can tell you that for a fact, 
because I need to wear my CEO hat on my head. So one of my favorite hires, I'm going to be really clear, if you're in the mummy juggle struggle right now, you're exhausted and you have little kids, maybe hubby has a good job, you have a part-time job or you're making some money from your brand, the number one hire is to get some household help. This has changed my life and I've been doing this for a really long time. That looks like when my kids were little, it was a live-in au pair. Now, here in Australia, since COVID, getting au pairs is a little bit trickier. We don't have quite as many people from overseas coming through as we used to. However, you can absolutely still find au pairs. Now that my kids are a bit older, I have a housekeeper. Now, my housekeeper comes two or three days a week. She arrives on a Monday afternoon at lunchtime, one o'clock, with a carload full of food. So she's usually baked me or made me a couple of different main meal dishes. She brings them in, puts them in my fridge, and then she cleans, changes sheets, tidies my daughter's room. She might do a school pickup for me if I'm on a conference call. She's basically like a me, but she's not me. And she's amazing. And I can then be the CEO me rather than the mummy me. And she's 30 bucks an hour. And I swear to God, ladies, it is a life changer. So I have Sharon two afternoons a week, sometimes three. And I have to say, not having to iron a shirt or clean my house, that actually just completely changes my relationship with my family. Because when I'm not working, I'm then not cleaning or not ironing. I'm actually being present with my family. So I will absolutely say, if you can afford to make it happen, finding some household support, either an au pair, and I've got to be honest, the French and the Italian au pairs I had when Mayo were little were life-changing because they cook beautiful food too. So it would look something like you can live in my spare room with your own bathroom or pay you 200 bucks a week, but you do around about 25 hours a week for me in the family. That might be mornings to help me with the school run, making lunches, getting the kids breakfasted and out the door. And it might be from around about 2 or 3 p.m. until around about 6 p.m. each day. And that's the afternoon tea, the bathing, the cooking dinner, some household chores. And it's five days a week. So they live there. And on the weekends, they can go traveling. They can hang out in their room, watch TV, interact with your family if you'd like them to. That means that they're fairly inexpensive, two or 300 bucks a week, plus what you feed them is really not that bad, but you get mega household help. So I couldn't recommend that kind of support in your life more. At a minimum, if it's something that right now is outside your reach, then really try and just get a fortnightly house cleaner because Scrubbing those floors and that bathroom is really something you don't have time to do right now if you're in the mummy juggle struggle. And at a minimum, they're the kind of chores that once a fortnight, someone else can do absolutely easily for you to help you. Now, here's another one of my favorite little hacks from getting off the mummy juggle struggle, and I call it a DFNO, Designated Family Night Off. Now, many, many moons ago when I did have my ex-husband and my three little kids that were little, little, and we were running two companies together, I was pretty badly on the mummy juggle struggle. And I discovered, somebody must have mentioned it to me, and I decided to implement it in our family, this DFNO, which was that every Monday from 4 p.m., I wasn't at home. I wasn't responsible for my children or my family at all. My husband had it, right? Now my ex-husband, but he was responsible for the kids' afternoon pickups, afternoon tea, making dinner, getting them to bed, bathing them, the whole lot. I was not involved in Monday afternoons at all. Instead, what I did was I would meet a girlfriend, take myself to the movies, maybe go for a walk or the gym, 
probably all of those things in one evening if I could. I'd sometimes just go to my favorite cafe somewhere a long way from home. I would sit down with a book and I would sit in the cafe for a couple of hours and I would read my book and I would eat, have a glass of wine. I might drive home slowly, chatter to a girlfriend on the phone, maybe go for a nice walk. And I would get home after the kids were asleep, crawl into bed and feel completely enriched with having a DFNO. Now, my husband had Wednesdays, so we each knew Every single week, I knew that Wednesdays I had to be home because I was on, right? I was in charge. But I also knew that every Monday, if I wanted to see a girlfriend, that was when I organized it. And I never had to check with hubby. I just knew that was my DFNO. No problems. Make plans. Make all the plans to your heart's content, Lisa, because that is my time off. Now, I have a fabulous hubby now, and I have only an 11-year-old at home. So I don't need to do that anymore. I could take any night off I wanted because my hubby's amazing. But when I had little kids and two companies, that literally saved my life. The other thing that I did was that we had a fortnightly date night. Now, I know when you guys are on the mummy juggle struggle that you're probably not prioritizing romance. Now, don't giggle, don't laugh, but romance is pretty far down the list when you're in mummy juggle struggle. Am I right? It is actually probably the thing that makes you want to yawn and roll over. And when you get into bed at night, you're probably dreading having to roll over and cock a leg because it's the very last thing on your mind when you are exhausted. So here is my tip for that. Fortnightly, date night. Book it in advance. Make it the second Thursday every month and lock it in the diary. Get either a babysitter, a family member, organize some way that you can decompress with your partner, husband, boyfriend and actually have time away from the house. It was a time where my ex-husband and I used to have a date night in our favorite Italian restaurant. We'd order a bottle of wine. We'd chatter about stuff. We'd get a little bit tipsy. We'd hold hands, go for a walk. And it felt fucking good, if I'm honest with you. So I think it's really important that you guys find a couple of things like DFNO or date night, calendarize them. Remember that you're a human. Remember also that your business is not heart surgery or brain surgery. If you don't get an order out today, nobody is going to die. Now, I remind myself of this one all the time too. Literally, I say to myself, Lisa, you are no brain surgeon right now. If you don't get this done today, nobody is going to be adversely affected by this. It is just, yes, you're an efficiency machine. Yes, you love to project manage. Yes, you want to get it done today, but let it go, girlfriend. Do it tomorrow. So I think it's really important that you guys go on, fill up your love bucket, make sure you're looking after yourselves. And then when you do show up for work, your bucket is going to be a little bit fuller than it was before you started this. Now, I want to just touch on another area that I know that you busy mamas are burning yourselves out. And this is switching between 4,000 tasks all day. So that means that you might post a social post, pay a bill, answer a customer email, go and check your supply chain orders, and you are literally jumping around all day, every day between 50,000 things. And it is exhausting. You can't keep that up. So I've got a couple of ideas for you. Obviously, if your business is growing, I love the idea that you bring a few operations people into your brand. That often looks for my mummies that are in e-commerce like an OBM. We call it Digital OBM, which is Digital Online Business Manager, OBM. Essentially, they are like you, but they are someone else and they will do all kinds of digital marketing tasks for you. It could be managing your customer service. 
It could be doing your social posts, your EDMs. It could be a whole bunch of things. And as you grow, you'll have different people as OBMs. You might have a customer service OBM, a social OBM, a supply chain OBM, and you can grab them for as little as about five hours a week. So if you are ready to hire more or even have your first hire to take a couple of the things off your plate that you hate, that you find exhausting, and you'll know what I'm talking about when I say what are the things you hate, then you need to make your first hire. Now, I get asked all the time, where do I find this digital OBM? And I would say that the most success that my clients are having lately is finding them from within their own customer base. So if you've been selling products online for a while, chances are that you've got a bunch of clients that buy from you that love you. They believe in your product. They engage with you, maybe on socials. They're following your story and they're probably a little in love with what you're doing and they are your people. So what you want to do first and foremost is advertise to them. Do an EDM to your database saying, hey, you guys, we're looking to hire. I'm looking for a rock star five hours a week. You're probably a mom working from your home and you're happy to pick up an app on your phone that will allow you to run certain parts of my brand for me. Give me some help inside my business. Just flick me an email back with your current resume and outline of what you currently do if you're interested in applying. So you can do it on your socials and EDMs inside of your customer base. But secondly, if that doesn't work, I go to local Facebook groups or certain Facebook groups where you know that this kind of person's going to hang out in. Now, you don't have to hire someone that has got, you know, all the experience in the world because the right attitude and the right love and support for your brand, some of the skills can be taught. For example, the biggest one that people ask me all the time is social media. How do I outsource my social media? And I would say if you're in my programs, I teach you how to create brand reps that make content for you. Often my clients end up finding one of their brand reps who's really knowledgeable and good at social media who can actually take over your social media channels for not much money. And they are the best kind to find. So there's loads of ways you can do this. And I teach you all this kind of stuff inside my programs. If you're not already in there, make sure you head to my website, lisajones.co and have a look at the Academy or my Scale Mastermind, depending on which revenue level that you're at. Because inside those programs, I break down how to set up brand reps and then how to find your staff from your brand reps, which is a super clever way to do it. So back to that jumping around between different tasks for a moment, it is exhausting and debilitating. And the one last tip I'm going to give you on this podcast today is clustering your tasks. So this could look like batch content creation. For example, Monday between 9am and 2pm, I am going to sit down and create all my reels for the month, or I'm going to story write and I'm going to set up all my email marketing EDMs for the month, right? It could look like I only pay my bills every Friday morning between nine and 10. In fact, if you're really clever, it could look like you sit down with a piece of pen and paper and you actually carve up your week. These are the three days each week I work. These are the hours I work. And inside those hours, I'm going to set myself a rhythm. I'm going to find a rhythm and I'm going to work inside that rhythm and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to block it in my diary. I'm going to put it on the wall next to my computer. I'm going to set myself reminders on my phone, time to get out of this and into the next task, and I'm going to stick to it. I absolutely do make myself a meeting on Monday mornings, usually around about eight or nine in the morning. I meet myself and then I meet my team afterwards. And in my meetings, I write my whole to-do list for the week. I get really, really clear. What am I trying to achieve this week? What are my targets this week? And if I've got 20 things on my to-do list, how do I get rid of some? What am I flicking to next week? And what am I going to do this week just to get three big projects 
finished this week. It's a super important thing to do and I want to see you working on that to get a really nice rhythm in your week and a meeting with yourself to get clarity. That will help you a little on the mummy juggle struggle if you're really clear and know what you're doing in each week. So my loves, I hope I've dropped a whole bunch of golden nuggets today or golden boulders as I like to call them of ideas of things that you could do to get a little off the mouse wheel so that you can have a really big silly season of selling followed by a really delicious, deeply relaxing, connected family Christmas with your loved one. That is it from me today. So much love for your week ahead. Thanks so much for listening.